It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The NBA never sleeps, especially in Vegas. Trey Wingo peeks behind the Aaron Rodgers curtain. Plus, is Luka Doncic a maverick for life now? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Even though it seems like basketball just finished, basketball's back. Summer League basketball is back in the same way that the NFL is back, the preseason. Summer League is, is pretty comparable in that it's basketball, but... It's not NBA basketball the same kind of way. Still, it's really fun. I happen to love Summer League. And we just so happen to have Rafael Barlow, who is in Vegas for Summer League, host of NBA Draft Junkies. And Rafael, uh, we get to see these young players, their talents on display. Jalen Green has this outstanding uh, standout performance. We see someone like Jordan Wara from the the champion Milwaukee Bucks go for thirty in a in a thriller against the Clippers. What has stood out from you for you, from your perspective these first couple days? Yeah, the two games that you mentioned stood out, and then uh, Jalen Suggs had a really a really good game. He showed what everybody liked about him on both sides of the ball. Had some big defensive plays, and I, Orlando was one of the teams that I was looking to pay attention to the most because. I mean, if you look at their roster, it's, it's pretty much their whole guard rotation is here in Vegas. And it's a lot of guys with redundant skill sets, and Jalen Suggs stood out the most. I mean, you don't want to overreact because it's just one game, but he looked the most comfortable. And even though he was the rookie, the youngest one, he looked the most polished out of the guards. We also had a Ball brother sighting, uh, and he actually looks, Langella Ball, Jello, looks actually like he's, he could push to make an NBA roster the way that he shot the ball here so far. Yes, now that is something I did not expect. I honestly didn't even expect him to get minutes. I thought it was just a favor. And I've seen summer league where there's guys that are just kind of favors for an agent. But no, he's held his own. And and the fact that he probably hasn't played competitive basketball, it seems like it's been like three years since he's played competitive basketball. And he looked good. I mean, he, you know, if you didn't know the hype surrounding him and you just thought it was a guy that they brought in from playing overseas or in college, you know, he he fit in pretty well. So I think he's done enough to at least be on the the Greensboro Storm this year, maybe get invited to training camp. But he's definitely been impressive. One of the top picks who did not impress the same way in his debut, Cade Cunningham has a dreadful shooting performance. What was your impression of Cade? Uh, honestly, I only saw bits and pieces of the game because I was traveling. But, you know, on paper, it didn't look good. And I think the part that kind of hurts him some was he followed up after Jalen Green had such a great performance. So I, I think that was, uh, you know, that was some bad luck there. But, you know, it, it's summer league. You know, you don't want to overreact. 
I remember, I think it was what 2018. Trey Young looked absolutely awful, and and maybe like the first three or four games in summer league, and you know he just signed for like, or he's expected to sign for like 200 million dollars. So don't want to overreact, but yeah, I mean, K would definitely did not have a, a strong performance, but they they meet up tomorrow, so. That's that's going to be like the, the headliner game of Summer League tomorrow. Yeah, freezing cold takes on Twitter. Just pulled out an old tweet of mine from that Summer League where I said, oh, Trey Young is on that Johnny Flynn trajectory, huh? Which which hurt me personally as a Syracuse grad who loved Johnny Flynn. I just was like, okay, well, I guess this is what this is. I was I was mostly joking, but they're going to find your old tweets. Yeah, I uh, – I, yeah, they – don't feel bad. I had a tweet on draft day that said Kawhi Leonard will be a bust. I don't know what the Spurs are doing. And I want to say maybe his third year, every time he scored 20 points, it just got retweeted. I just wake up to 30, 40 retweets after every game. And I finally had to break the Cardinal rule to delete the tweet because it just, it was, it was, it was too much. So tweets live forever. So that was a lesson I learned. You gotta, you know, be prepared to, to to eat crow if, if you're wrong. What happens in Vegas stays on Twitter, Raphael. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, Trey Wingo peeks behind the Aaron Rodgers curtain. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? They have everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley returned to practice Monday for the first time since tearing the ACL in his right knee early last season. He expressed optimism that he could be ready for week one. Barkley said he sees it as a positive that he has more than a month to get ramped up for the season opener on September 12th. Saying, quote, I guess you can say with my mindset, I'm definitely hopeful. It's definitely better being able to practice now than later on in camp. For the first time in a week, quarterback Deshaun Watson was back at practice with the Houston Texans. Watson, who reported to camp on July 25th after requesting a trade in January, practiced for the first five days of camp, then was not on the field for the next five days. Less than two months after his trade request, The first of 23 lawsuits were filed against Watson. Watson currently faces 22 active lawsuits with allegations of sexual assault and inappropriate behavior. Had Watson not shown up for training camp, he would have been fined a mandatory $50,000 for each day of training camp he missed. Carmelo Anthony spoke about how he and LeBron decided now is the time to come together, as he said in his Lakers introductory press conference on Monday, saying, LeBron just came to me and said, yo, The time is now. I want you. We got to make this happen. And I just feel like for right now, this is the best time. 
Most people would say we should have gotten together years ago early in our careers, but we were in two different lanes. We were on two different paths and everything comes full circle. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for next on betonline.ag. NFL Super Bowl odds are out and Kansas City still sits atop the rankings. They are plus 500 to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Tampa Bay at 6-1, Buffalo 11-1, Green Bay and San Francisco come in also at 14-1. For all your baseball, golf lines, and now NFL preseason lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Here is another story you need to know. I had the chance to catch up with Trey Wingo to talk about what happened this offseason and what we've learned about how close Aaron Rodgers was to being traded, plus where they stand now. You were a, a part of the reporting around what was going on with Rodgers and some of the discontent, and you reported that there was this conversation about uh, a, a trade or not a trade, and and that contributing to Aaron Rodgers' discontent. Um, there's been some reporting since then around that. Do you do you feel like you have a better sense now of of what was going on there? Um, no, I mean I, I think that what we stated and a couple of other people stated in in early April was what happened. Um, you know, I Aaron was told, and and I can totally understand why the Packers would say they didn't say this, and I, it's probably in their best interest. <laughs> right. But you know, he, he, you know, he he was told they were going to trade him. And then they said, what, we've changed our mind. And Aaron is, as Mark Murphy has said on many occasions, a complicated fellow. And he was like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. You know, no, we're, we're, we're done. And uh, he was very adamant about that. And, and, and I want to be clear for anybody, and you know this if you cover the Packers for any time. Right. This is not an isolated incident between Aaron and the Packers. And I'm not suggesting that one side is right and one side is wrong. I'm just saying this is what it is and what it has been. You know, Aaron's discontent, whether, you know, ill-conceived or ill-perceived, goes back years. You know, after the 2017 season, they fired his quarterback coach without telling him whom they had a, he had a great relationship with. Yep. And then he really wanted someone else besides Gutenkunst to be the GM, and that didn't happen. And, you know, then, of course, they trade up in the draft in 2020, not, not sitting there like they did when Rodgers just sort of felt them. They made an aggressive move to get Jordan Love. Then, of course, right before the season starts in 2020, he goes on and talks about how he trusts his receivers, and now Jake Kumarau was a big part of that, and they cut him the next day. So it's a long list of things that led to what could have been the breaking point between Aaron and the team, and, and that sort of manifested itself this offseason. So now that we're we're here and, and Aaron Rodgers is back in camp, and I want to get to the Randall Cobb part of this uh, in a second. Uh, what do you think yep. ha- has changed? Have have you have you had any discussions with anyone who's who's offered any uh, insight on? Okay, this is this is why ultimately Aaron Rodgers is now in camp and at least for the moment being a, a good soldier, so to speak. Well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with two things. One, the, the restructuring of his deal and getting rid of the 2023 year. And I think all realistic expectations are this is going to be his last year in Green Bay. Now, as we all see, things can change at the 11th hour. But the way this is set up, which is what the Packers wanted to do from the beginning anyway, once they drafted Jordan Love. They wanted Aaron Rodgers for two more seasons. 
and then they want to turn over the keys to the car and the franchise to Jordan Love. And so Aaron gets a little more money and a little more flexibility, and they aren't going to fight him if he wants to go after the end of this season. Um, so he got a little bit of more control of this contract situation, and he got somebody he wanted back, which would be Randall Cobb, as you alluded to. And whether or not Randall Cobb is going to make a difference one way or the other is almost irrelevant. In Aaron's mind, it's, I wanted this thing to happen, and for the first time in a long time, the organization said, yes, we will make that happen for you. And I think those two combination of things are why Aaron is where he is right now. Coming up, is Luka Doncic a maverick for life now? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Yesterday, I played golf and I was headed out. I hadn't had breakfast yet. And I needed something that I was going to enjoy eating, but wasn't going to feel crappy about in a half hour or an hour. Guess what? Built Bar, the perfect option for those moments because it tastes delicious, puts me in a good mood. Did it help my golf game? No, it didn't help my golf game. But guess what? I put something in my body that not only tasted good, but helped fuel me because... We're talking about a protein bar that is high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Luka Doncic is signing the Supermax. Five years, $207 million. Not a typo. Five years, $207 million to stay with the Dallas Mavericks. Joining me now from Locked on Mavs, Nick Angstad. And Nick, there were going to be some questions, and there were questions about Luka's long-term future and whether or not he might be the first guy to say, hey, look, I, maybe I'm just not going to sign this. Does him signing it change the way that you view his long-term future in Dallas? I think it has to for some people. I mean, obviously, it, it solidifies if there's any doubt, right? And for me, it was probably 90, 95%, oh, he's going to sign this. $200 million to turn that down is such a crazy number to just say no to. But if I was about 95% sure he would sign it. So now that he's going to sign it, it's reported. It hasn't officially happened. So maybe I'm at like 99 now. Still, we've seen crazy <laughs> things happen to the Dallas Mavericks. DeAndre Jordan, uh, Jason Kidd spurned the Mavericks at one point in 2012. Things have happened. But for this, like you alluded to, there was a situation where Doncic could have turned this down. It could have been the first player to turn down a max extension after a rookie deal like, like Luka could. Uh, because he had been a professional for so long. He'd been making professional money. He was a guy that didn't come into the league and like, oh, I'm going to get my first check. He had been making checks. He had been getting endorsements. He had been getting all that stuff. He didn't need the money. The, the situation and fit in his mind or for us should mean more. 
And the Mavericks have not done the greatest job putting a team around him. Obviously, the Chris Porzingis thing has not panned out exactly the way that he thought. And so we thought there was a potential, and Mavs fans were very had, – had lots of trepidation about Luka wanting to leverage this whole contract and leverage this to make the Mavericks do anything to try and make the team better. But it seems to be all working out right now. There is some comparison to what we just went through with Giannis in Milwaukee with the Supermax. Is he going to sign it? The Bucks go out and make this this slew of moves, or they try to make a slew of moves. They really made one big move with Drew Holiday. The, the Bogdanovich thing falls through in a very strange way. The Mavericks didn't do that. So what is the level of urgency now to do that? And does signing the Supermax go, okay, maybe we can have a little bit more realistic expectations and say, okay, maybe we don't need to be contenders right now if it if it doesn't seem like it's materializing that way. The thing that's a little different between between Giannis and Luca is Luca makes I think Luca makes you a contender no matter what. Like he can just he is the engine of an offense in a way that translates to the playoffs a little bit better than Giannis, I think. And so there's a little bit of a different thing there that if we get Luca, we are contenders no matter what. Whereas if, with Giannis, we have Giannis, we can be a contender, right? It's not that we will be one. There's a little bit of a difference there, I believe. And so I think that that, but the Mavericks are on the clock right now for the next contract after that, right? And they're on the clock for Luca's legacy. They're on the clock for for all of this. Like it all matters. And so uh, if they want to, you know, make the franchise better, if they want to get Luca to that promised land, I don't think they have enough right now to be able to do that. And so they'd have to make one more move or a couple more moves, like you said, maybe a Drew Holiday type move or something uh, in that vein to uh, to help Luca to get to that next level they want to go to. And we, we've seen superstar players. I mean, this is the way of the league now. Just because you signed the big deal doesn't mean in two years you can't go, hey, I want out. We just saw Anthony Davis do it. And to be honest, I wouldn't blame Luka at a certain point because the Mavericks have not necessarily gotten the best talent around him. They've done some things. They've said, all right, this is we're setting our sights on this. Two times now they've had max space going into free agency, and they've not come away with another all-star or another player like that since Luka has been in, in the league. So... To me, if if Luca did decide to do that, you would kind of understand that decision. And finally, Women of Red is the Buccaneers fan club for women. And they were invited to get an up-close look at the Super Bowl champs as they get ready for a new season. The Buccaneers have been working for several years to make women feel welcome and an equal part of everything. And that includes Women of Red Day at training camp. Team initiatives include the Buccaneers Women's Summit for Careers in Football, the Junior Bucks Girls Flag Football League, and the Buccaneers Girls in Football Scholarship. The Buccaneers have done more than just invite women to watch practice, too. They're the first team to have two women as coaches, and more future members of the team could be in this group. I know it's easy for a lot of sports fans to have hate for Tom Brady, because all he does is win, but this organization is also doing this the right way, and that is easy to root for. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts coming up Wednesday as the first full week of NFL preseason kicks into gear. What battles will emerge? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.